This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Listening to Radio Hawks Bay, broadcasting on 1431 AM, 104.7 FM, and streaming on the internet at radiohawksbay.org.nz. Welcome to Folk on Sunday for Christmas Day, the 25th of December 2022, with Robin and Mitch Park. On the program today, we have Jubilant Bridge, Colin Pat and Bev, Belshazzar's Feast, Artisan, Finest Kind, Barbara Dixon. Bob Jensen and Tony McManus, The Watersons, Abby Gardner and Alistair Brown. We begin our Christmas programme with a wassail song from Colorado duo Jubilant Bridge, who contributed this traditional English wassail to the Hudson Harding music package Folk Now December 2022. The wassail is essentially a mini pilgrimage house to house in search of charity from the wealthier members of society. This one is called Gloucestershire Wassail. Wassail, wassail, all over the town. Our toast, it is white, and our ale, it is brown. Our bowl, it is made of the white maple tree. With a wassling bowl, we'll drink to thee. So here is to Cherry and to his right cheek. Pray God send our master a good piece of beef. And a good piece of beef that may we all see. With a wassling bowl we'll drink to thee. And here is to Dobbin and to his right eye. Pray God send our master a good Christmas pie. And a good Christmas pie that may we all see. With a wassling bowl we'll drink to thee. So here is to Broad May and to a Broad Horn. May God send our master a good crop of corn and a good crop of corn that may we all see. With a wassling bowl we'll drink to thee. And here's to Phil Pell and to her left ear. Pray God send our master a happy new year and a happy new year as ere we did see. With a wassling bowl we'll drink to thee. Come, butler, come fill us a bowl of the best, and we hope that your soul in heaven may rest. But if you do draw us a bowl of the small, then down shall go butler, bowl and all. Then here's to the maid in the lily-white smock, who tripped to the door and slipped back the lock, who tripped to the door and pulled back the pin. What to let these jolly wassailers in. Wassail, wassail, all over the town Our toast, it is white and our ale, it is brown Our bowl, it is made of the white maple tree With a wassailing bowl, we'll drink to thee Jubilant Bridge, singing Gloucestershire Wassail The next song is a Renaissance nativity carol in Latin from the Finnish collection P.A. Cantiones. Here we have it from the Auckland trio of Colin and Pat Bowley and Bev Young, 
recorded at Devonport Folk Club in the 1970s. This is Gaudete. Gaudete, Gaudete, Christos et Natus, Ex Maria Virginae, Gaudete, 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 Christos et Natus, Ex Maria Virginae, Gaudete, Tempus edus gratiae, hoc adoptabamus, Caminale titiae, devote redamus, Gaudete, Gaudete, Christos et Natus, Ex Maria Virginae Gaudete, 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 Christus est natus. Ex Maria Virginae Gaudete, Deus homo factus est natura mirante, Mundus renovatus est a Christo regnante. Gaudete, Gaudete, Christus est natus. Ex Maria Virginae Gaudete, Gaudete. Gaudete Christus est natus, ex Maria Virginae Gaudete. Esse calus porta, clausa pertrensito, unde lux est orta, salus in venito. Gaudete, Gaudete Christus est natus, ex Maria Virginae Gaudete. Gaudete, Gaudete Christus est natus, Ex Maria Virginae Gaudete. Erga nostra contio salit jamen lustro, Vene dicat domino salus regi nostro. Gaudete, Gaudete Christus est natus, Ex Maria Virginae Gaudete. Gaudete, Gaudete Christus est natus, Ex Maria Virginae Gaudete. Colin, Pat and Bev with Gaudete. The final album released by the English duo Belshazzar's Feast was to be their 25th anniversary celebration. As it is, it remains a memorial anthology collected from their albums over the years. This is another wassail song that pretty strongly emphasises the moral duty of the more prosperous to support the poor. On the 2022 Wild Goose Studios album That's All Folkies, this is Hampshire Mama's song. There is six good days all in the week, all for a laboring man. But the seventh is the Sabbath of Jesus Christ, the Father and the Son. On Sunday go to church, dear man. Down on our knees we must fall And then we must pray that Jesus Christ Will bless and save us all Then bring us some of your Christmas ale Likewise your Christmas beer For when another Christmas comes We may not all be here. Bring up your children well, dear man, whilst they are in their youth. For it might be better for your sweet soul when you go to the Lord of Truth. 
Now the fields they are as green as green, as green as any leaf. Our Lord, our God, He has watered them with the heavenly dew so sweet. Then bring us some of your Christmas ale. Likewise, your Christmas beer. For when another Christmas comes, we may not all be here. In hell it's dark, in hell it's dim, in hell it's full of lies. And that's the place where wicked men go When they part from Jesus Christ Then take your Bible in your hand And read your chapter through And when the day of judgment comes The Lord remember you Stone at your head, O oh man, and another at your feet. Your good deeds and your evil too will all together meet. Then bring us some of your Christmas ale, likewise your Christmas beer. For when another Christmas comes, we may not all be here. Then bring us some of your Christmas ale, likewise your Christmas beer. For when another Christmas comes, we may not all be then bring us some of your Christmas ale, likewise your Christmas beer. For when another Christmas comes, we may not all be
Belshazzar's Feast, singing Hampshire Mama's song. Stay with us to hear Artisan, Finest Kind, Barbara Dixon, Bob Jensen and Tony McManus, The Watersons, Abby Gardner and Alistair Brown. You're listening to our Christmas Day issue of Folk on Sunday with Mitch and Robin on Radio Hawke's Bay, 1431am and 104.7fm. Now here's a revisit to an old album by English trio Artisan. On their 1994 Bygone Films CD, Bygone Christmas, this is The Sussex Carol. On Christmas night all Christians sing To hear the news the angels bring On Christmas night all Christians sing To hear the news the angels bring News of great joy, news of great mirth News of a merciful king's birth. Then why should man on earth be sad, since our Redeemer made us glad? Then why should man on earth be sad, since our Redeemer made us glad? When from our sin he set us free, all for to gain our liberty. When sin departs before his grace, then life and health come in its place. When sin departs before his grace, then life and health come in its place. Angels and men with joy may sing, all for to see the newborn king. All out of darkness we have light, which made the angels sing this night. All out of darkness we have light, which made the angels sing this night. Glory to God and peace to man, now and forevermore. Amen. Artisan singing the Sussex Carol. Our next carol is of American origin, having lyrics by Bishop Phillips Brooks, written in 1868, resulting from a trip to the Holy Land. Somewhat later, the English composer and collector Rafe Boyne Williams set it to the tune Forest Green, or The Ploughboy's Dream, and in this setting it appears in the Oxford Book of Carols. Here it is performed with instruments by Canadian group Finest Kind. This is O little town of Bethlehem. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. is born of Mary and gathered all above While mortals sleep the angels keep their watch of wondering love All morning stars together proclaim the holy birth And praise 
praises sing to God the King and peace to men on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of His hem. No ear may hear His coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive Him, still the dear Christ enters in. To us we pray, cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. finest kind with a little town of Bethlehem. Now we have another Latin carol from P.A. Cantiones, this time sung by Barbara Dixon on her 2011 Green Tracks CD, Words Unspoken. This is a carol addressed to St. Nicholas, the patron saint of Russia, of which Finland was a province at the time. The title means Make a Joyful Noise, Personant hodie. Personant hodie, voces puerile, laudantes you can de, qui nobis es natus, sumo de udatus, et de vir, 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 et de vir, 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 et de virgino, ventri procreatus. In mundo nascitur, panis involvitur, precepi ponitur, stabilo brutorum, rector supernorum, perdedit, dit, perdedit, dit, perdedit, spoilia princept infernorum. Oh 
Barbara Dixon singing Persona Todie. You're listening to Folk on Sunday, coming to you from Radio Hawke's Bay, 1431am and 104.7fm in sunny Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. In a few moments we'll hear Bob Jensen and Tony McManus, and later on we'll play The Watersons, Abby Gardner and Alistair Brown. Tune in around midnight on Saturday for even more of our favourite music in Kidnappers Cayley an hour of instrumental music based on traditional folk dance types. That'll be our annual roundup. For more information on the recordings we're playing today, search for the Folk on Sunday page on radiohawksbay.org.nz where you can find our recent broadcasts and a link to our playlists posted on Facebook. While you're there, click on the Listen Live button to get great streaming audio from Radio Hawks Bay or subscribe to the NZ Folk mailing list through the kiwifolk.com website to receive our playlist by email every week, complete with websites you can visit to order CDs. For more folk music on air or by podcast, Google Radio Taranaki's Folk Music Hour, hosted by David Calder. It's repeated right here on Radio Hawks Bay from 5am to 6 on Saturday morning. We have a somewhat unusual Christmas album from Bob Jensen and Tony McManus that avoids the usual Christmas songs and uses original material. Here we have Bob Jensen telling a long and rather mysterious story over the guitar improvisation of Tony McManus in the title track from their 2021 SGO BMG music album, The Silver Wren. Well now, it's been a long while since anyone's asked me about that night. I bet I'd be the last person who remembers it too, you see. I was just a kid when it happened. Five years old. Far as I know, no one else from back in those days is still around. Well, all right. Let me see what I can tell you. Now, don't you go thinking my memory's gone, because it ain't. I know I'm getting old, but I'm still sharp. I pride myself on that. And that night, well, I remember it plain as day. I just need to get my thoughts in order. All right. First you need to know I was living in Fountainstown, which wasn't more than a little village out in the country back then. Far from the cities we were, but we had one hell of a view of the ocean. It was a quiet little town, a great place to grow up. There was a forest nearby too. Lots of pine trees and some, what do you call them, the, the ones with the leaves, deciduous, that's the word. Mostly firs though, and full of all sorts of birds and creatures. Now that Christmas Eve you want to hear about. As I said, I was five years old at the time, a few months shy of six in fact. I loved Christmas ever since I could understand that it was special. At least that's what my mom told me. I don't really remember any of the Christmases before this one. See, I mean, how could I remember anything before I was five? 
So this Christmas Eve you're asking about, well, it's my oldest and clearest memory from my childhood. Now let's see, it was a beautiful sunny day, a little below freezing, and there was snow on the ground, but not too cold to play outside. I was beside myself with excitement, so anxious to see what Father Christmas would bring me. I was looking forward to the food, too, and my cousins were coming over later that evening. So I spent the afternoon running around in the snow, making snowmen, standard kid stuff. Around four or five o'clock, the sun started going down, so I turned around and headed home. The streets were full of carolers and people heading for friends' or relatives' houses for dinner. I got past a crowd of happy people and continued toward my home. Around the church, I stopped for a minute. It had partly clouded over, and big snowflakes were starting to fall from the sky. It was so quiet and peaceful, and the town looked so beautiful. All those little windows and street lamps shining through the snow. So I just sat there and watched for a while. It was well dark by then, and I was alone. Then I became aware of some kind of noise behind me. It sounded like singing, and I heard instruments as well. Some sort of horn and some string thing, maybe a harp. Now, like I said, there were carolers around the town square, but I was on the hill by the church, and behind me was the forest. That's where the music was coming from. I thought it was pretty strange, but I wasn't afraid, mind you. Kids are braver than we give them credit for. I just turned around and watched the woods. The music got louder, and soon enough, I could see a flickering light coming through the trees. A group of people emerged, and some of them had torches, and the rest had baskets and sacks. They looked heavy, but people were dancing as they walked not like any dance I'd seen before, but they were swaying their arms and their hips, and all of them were singing. Just then, the bell started ringing in the church bell tower. A minute later, Father Patrick came out and stood beside me. He had heard the song, too. Who are they, he asked, as if I had any idea. I just shrugged. Father Patrick was a kind man, probably in his 40s then, He was quiet, and he wore small glasses so low on his nose that he ended up looking over rather than through them. Gave his whole life to the church, he did. Anyway, I shouldn't get off track. The priest and I just stood there as this strange group came out of the forest. And they were strange, let me tell you. They were wearing long, dark cloaks or robes with hoods that made it hard to see their faces. In fact, I couldn't see a single face clearly, but we were still far away. I thought maybe we'd recognize them when they were closer. There were men and women together as far as I could tell, but the robes made it hard to be sure. Most of them were fairly tall, but not unusually so. They walked from the forest to the little road that led into town, which ran straight past the church. So we stood there and watched them walking towards us. The way they moved, it was odd and rhythmic, 
and I couldn't look away. I couldn't make out the words to their songs either. It wasn't English, maybe some kind of Gaelic, but I didn't recognize it. Whatever it was, they sure could sing. It was beautiful. Father Patrick was very quiet, and I couldn't tell what he was thinking. He had one of those faces that was hard to read. He most often looked like he was lost in thought. Anyway, as they got close to the church, a few other people from the village came up to where we were standing. Guess they had heard the music too. They asked the father who the strangers were, but he didn't say anything. In a minute, the crowd of people was walking right past us. They never stopped singing and they never stopped walking, just waved their arms at us like we were supposed to follow. Now that they were close, I could see that their robes were dark green and blue or, or burgundy, like red wine. They had big wide hoods and scarves over their faces, so we couldn't see more than their eyes. And they had all these big bags and baskets, like I told you. There were, I'd say, maybe 30 of them all together. As they went by, they kept waving and beckoning with their free arms. So we did what they wanted and followed them. They were walking straight into the middle of town, and we trailed a little behind. Most of the people from town who were walking with us were asking questions under their breath. Who were these folks? Where did they come from? What were they singing? But no one talked too loud, I guess, because they didn't want to drown out that beautiful music. As we marched along, more townsfolk joined us. They'd heard the commotion too and came outside to see what was going on. Others watched our little parade through their frosty windows and I could see them behind the glass asking each other what was happening. So these dancing strangers kept a steady, slow pace through town and our group of spectators grew. We got to the town square and suddenly the cloaked figures all started spinning and hurrying about. They were putting down their baskets and taking out all kinds of things. They pulled out some tables, I don't know where from, and started laying out food. All kinds of food, turkeys, vegetables and baked goods stacked a foot high on bronze plates. They set out a pile of wood in front of the old statue in the town square, and in no time at all they had a big warm fire going and were heating food over it. They still hadn't stopped singing. In fact, once their bags were unpacked, some of them pulled little flutes out of their pockets and started to play. Now we were dumbfounded. We didn't know what to think. Here were all these folks we couldn't recognize, setting up a feast outside in our town. We didn't know who they were, or where they came from, or even what their language was. But they were beckoning us over again, inviting us to eat. The whole crowd was murmuring, what should we do? Who are they? A lot of people were asking Father Patrick, but he was silent. Then Albert, a fellow who lived a few houses away from my family, turned to the rest of us and said, I don't care who they are, I've never said no to a meal. Father Patrick nodded, and Albert headed off towards the feast. Everyone else stood frozen to the spot for a minute, 
But then slowly a few more people followed him, and soon enough we were all together by the fire. About that time my mother found me. She scolded me for being so late for dinner, said she'd been sick with worry looking for me. Then she asked me what on earth was happening and who the people in robes were. I told her I didn't know. She grabbed my arm and led me away, but I didn't want to go. We found my father a little ways from the crowd, and my parents stood there discussing the bizarre scene in the square. Soon enough, Father Patrick joined us and told them how he and I had been the first to see them come into the town and what had happened as we followed them. I wanted so badly to go and join the people in the square. The food smelled incredible, and the music was so joyous. I just had to be there. Probably folks from one of the villages down the road, my father reasoned, come to give us a surprise and play a bit of a trick. My mother still looked uneasy, like she thought something wasn't quite right. But Patrick said he saw no harm in joining everyone else in the square, and my parents agreed. So we were all down there together, the whole town. Well, maybe, you know what? Even the old folks were there. I think we really all were there. Who could stay inside on a night like that? It was a party like no other, I'll tell you. These strangers in their cloaks were still playing music and singing, but they joined us in the feast too, eating and drinking, lifting their scarves a bit to get at their mouths, but never enough to give us a clear look at their faces. Right, I forgot to mention the wine and the cider. They had brought small barrels of each. I only had the cider, of course. Mom would not have liked to catch me with wine, let me tell you. Everyone's questions had long since died away. It didn't matter anymore who these people were or where they came from. They were here, they were kind, they had brought us all food and song, the likes of which we had never experienced. And it was Christmas Eve. On a night like that, we're all supposed to trust each other and act like family, right? After everyone had eaten their fill of turkey, they passed around biscuits and pudding and cakes and all manner of delicious treats. I could scarcely believe my luck, and I ate till I was nearly sick. The strangers never really talked to any of us, not as such. I suppose that might have given away who they were. They gestured, though, like in charades, and we all got along splendidly. Even with their mouths covered, you could see from their eyes they were smiling, and they laughed a lot, those guests of ours. At one point, old Albert had had one cup too many of the wine, and he said to one of his friends, I've got to know who these guys are. And he leapt up and tried to pull down the hood from one of the strangers, but the guy spun out of his reach, and poor Albert fell face first in the snow. Dear me, I beg your pardon. My voice isn't as strong as it once was. To finish my story, we ate and drank well into the night. Even my parents had loosened up and were enjoying themselves. Thank the Lord it was a mild night. I guess the fire kept us warm too, because no one complained about the coal all evening, 
even though it kept snowing lightly. Those big, soft snowflakes, you know? After everyone was too full to eat another bite, the stranger started up another song. Now this moment, I'll remember if I live another 80 years. They all started to twirl around faster and faster, and their long clothes fanned out and spun around them. It was mesmerizing. The patterns on their cloaks around the borders of the cloth, the way they moved around each other in circles with their arms outstretched, the shadows they cast from the firelight onto the houses. I'd never seen anything like it before nor since. They carried on like that for hours till the fire was starting to die. Oh, I wish you could have seen it. How I'd love to see it again. I don't think I'd ever been more excited. But I was still a little kid, and it was well past my bedtime. Eventually, I started to nod off. I do remember, and this is a bit hazy now, because I was pretty much asleep in my mother's arms. But I remember one of those strange men. He leaned down in front of me and handed me something small. The next thing I remember... I woke up in my own bed on Christmas morning and felt something clutched in my little hand. I looked down and saw it was a small silver bird. It looked like a wren. I was a bit confused until I remembered the man handing me something. I ran to the kitchen and asked my parents about the previous night. I was glad to hear that they knew exactly what I was talking about because even with the tiny silver bird in my hand, I had been worried it had somehow all been a dream. Well, in fact, I soon found out that everyone in town remembered the feast and the singing and the dancing as well as I did, though we never did figure out who those strangers had been. They had left us in the night without a trace, and we never saw them again. My father still thought it must have been people from one of the neighboring villages having some fun with us, but no one from the area ever admitted to being behind it. Some said that we had let some ancient band of pagans who must have been hidden deep in the forest into our town, but few took that idea seriously. One old lady insisted that they had been angels and that we had all been blessed. She wanted Father Patrick to back her up, but he just told her that while we may have been blessed, some miracles have earthly explanations. The truth is, no one knew exactly what had happened that night. Whether it was an anonymous good deed from some neighbors, or a hidden tribe from deep in the woods, or angels straight from heaven, it was a miracle in my mind. A lot of people don't believe me when I tell this story. My own son thought I was crazy once he got older and started doubting everything. You know, that phase kids go through. And to be honest, I've sometimes doubted it myself. But whenever I start to think I dream the whole thing up, I remind myself, here, look what I have in my pocket. I have the proof right here in my hand. Silver Wren that came from Bob Jensen and Tony McManus. Stay tuned to Folk on Sunday to hear the Watersons 
Abby Gardner and Alistair Brown. The Christmas Day programme of Folk on Sunday with Mitch and Robin Park comes to you on Radio Hawke's Bay, 1431am and 104.7fm. One of the few carols that gets sung at unaccompanied sessions at New Zealand folk festivals is a song collected from St Day in Cornwall. It's a version of The Holly and the Ivy that leaves out the ivy, the deer and the merry organ, but manages to relate the life of Christ to the ripening of the hollyberry in its four verses. This version comes from an early album of Yorkshire group The Watersons, their 1965 topic LP Frost and Fire. Here it's called The Holly Bears a Berry. Now the holly she bears a berry as white as the milk and Mary she bore Jesus who was wrapped up in silk and Mary she bore Jesus our Saviour for to be and the first tree that in the green wood it was the holly holly And Mary bore Jesus, who died on the cross. And Mary she bore Jesus, our Saviour for to be. And the first tree that in the green wood, it was the holly, holly, holly. And the first tree that in the green wood, it was the holly. Now the holly she bears a berry as black as the coal And Mary she bore Jesus who died for us all And Mary she bore Jesus our Saviour for to be And the first tree that in the green wood it was the holly Holly, holly and the first tree that in the green wood it was the holly. Now the holly she bears a berry as blood it is red, and we trust in our Saviour who rose from the dead. And Mary she bore Jesus our Saviour for to be, and the first tree that in the green wood it was the holly. Holly, holly, and the first tree that in the green wood, it was the holly. The Watersons singing The Holly Bears a Berry, a.k.a. Sun's Day Carol. The poverty of Christ and his family is often mentioned in carols and the Bible story. And now we have a modern song about growing up in poverty and how a little imagination on the part of the parents meant that, although the usual Christmas day was impossible, they made up for it the next day. On the Hudson Harding Music Package, Folk Now, December 2022, Abby Gardner relates how this family celebrated the day after Christmas. On Christmas Day, Mama waited tables. Daddy got time 
You didn't have a tree, little sister and me. We didn't have gifts to unwrap. We were too poor to go to the store and spend all the money. The day after Christmas, we'd go to the dump, make all our treasures out of everybody's junk. I got an old record player. I guess they didn't want to fix it. I knew just what to do, and I was grooving by noon on the day after Christmas. A bunch of comics. Yeah, they had us all laughing. Some drill bits for Mama and paints for my Daddy. A nearly full set of porcelain dishes. What good luck! We filled up the truck on the day after Christmas. Sister and I almost fought for the prize of a pair of red roller skates, but she said, "You take a left, I'll take the right." Put our arms around each other and held on tight. We rolled the derby down the lane. Gardener there with the day after Christmas. Finally, we'd like to mention the forthcoming tour of New Zealand by Cornish resident Scotsman Alistair Brown in February next year. His tour will include a concert in Havelock North, about which more in future programs. Here's a sample from his 2019 Prospect Records CD, When Fishes Fly. This is an 
American-Irish comic song written by C. Frank Horn in 1883. As it was in the beginning of our program, so it is at the end. It's all about neighbourhood hospitality at Christmas. Miss Fogarty's Christmas Cake. As I sat in my window last evening, the letterman brought it to me. A little girl-tailed invitation saying, Galhooly, come over to tea. I knew that the Fogarty sent it, so I'll end for old friendship's sake. The first thing that they gave me to try was a slice of her Christmas cake. There were plums and prunes and cherries, citron and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nuts and cloves and berries, and a top that was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance to work up a fine stomach ache. They would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Miss Mulligan wanted to try it, but really it wasn't no use. Though we worked on it over an hour, we couldn't get none of it loose. Till Kelly came in with a hatchet, and Murphy came in with a saw. That cake was enough by the powers above to paralyze any man's jaw. There were plums and prunes and cherries, citron and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nuts and cloves and berries, and a crust that was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance to work up a fine stomach cake that would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Miss Fogarty, proud as a peacock, sat smiling and primping away Till she tripped over Flanagan's brogans and she spilled some home brew in her tea Gilhooly, she said, you're not eating, have a little bit more for me sake Oh no, Miss Fogarty, said I, if I had it, my stomach would break There were plums and prunes and cherries, citron and raisins and cinnamon too There was nuts and cloves and berries, and a crust that was nailed on with glue there were caraway seeds in abundance to work up a fine stomach cake that would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Maloney was hit with a colic. O'Donnell's a pain in his head McNaughton lay down on the sofa And he swore that he wished he was dead Miss Bailey went into hysterics And there she did wriggle and shake And Oliver swore they were poisoned By eating that Christmas cake There were plums and prunes and cherries Citron and raisins and cinnamon too There was nuts and cloves and berries And a crust that was nailed on with glue there were caraway seeds in abundance to work up a fine summer cake. They would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake.
you'd like to hear this program again, search Folk on Sunday on the website radiohawksbay.org.nz. We hope you've enjoyed this broadcast of Folk on Sunday and that you'll join us again next week for our annual roundup. And do tune in to Kidnappers Kaylee here on Radio Hawks Bay at midnight on Saturday for an hour of instrumental music. Till then, this is Robin and Mitch Park wishing you good listening, good health, good luck and goodbye. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.